Real people. Real opinions. Real Talk Radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. The Adoption Authority of Ireland has said there has been a seismic change in the relation of sharing adoption information. And this, of course, is following the Birth, Birth Information and Tracing Act 2022, which was brought into, uh, into force last year. Now, as most of you know, this change in law allowed for the full release of the identity to all relevant persons, adopters and adoptees aged 16 and over. At one time, there was a big conversation around whose rights were more important. That's right of the birth mother to stay anonymous in her privacy or the right of the child to know where they came from. And we decided, the law decided, the child had more rights. And that's, of course, why we have that legislation. Now, that conversation has been put to rest, but the issue of adoption had us talking in the office today. And we know it is notoriously difficult to adopt in Ireland. Domestic adoptions are rare. There are many reasons for this. There are great supports financially for mothers who are struggling. And, of course, we have a very active fostering system. What I want to know this evening is, is it always best to keep the child with the birth mother or is it better for the children to be adopted out to families who take better care of them? Now, I'm thinking specifically of a mother and a father who are in, say, active drug addiction. Should the child remain in that circumstance? Or maybe they're alcoholics. Should the child remain in that circumstance? Or maybe there's domestic violence in the home. Should the child remain in that circumstance? Or maybe they just are neglectful parents. Should the child remain in that circumstance? Or would that child be given a better life somewhere else? You could argue that the drug addicts may love the child, really want the child, but just incapable of looking after them because they can't look after themselves. But is the child really better with somebody who probably doesn't love them as much, but will take care of them? So what do you think? Is a bad birth parent better than a good adopted parent? In other words, now we know that a dis- we're talking about dysfunctional bad parents rather than functional bad parents. So is a bad parent better than a good adopted parent? That's the question that I'm throwing out there. And I, I suppose specifically we are talking about drugs. I remember watching a documentary some time ago on RTE and there was two, two parents in it and they were arguing over who had the most amount of methadone while the baby was sitting in the buggy and they were excited that they were getting their new house from the council. And I'm going, that baby should be with them. But people argued with me at the time and said, oh, no, no, they, they really wanted that child. They're off the heroin now. They're on the methadone. And I said, what's the difference? They're still addicted. Anyway, should the parent be given back the child? Or in some places, like in America, in certain states, you have to be clean for six months before they'll allow you to take the child home from the hospital. Whereas in Ireland, you could be strung out of your head and walk out of the coom or the rotunda with a baby in your arms if you're capable of holding it. I remember one day walking through Cork Street, and the coom hospital there. It's Cork Street, isn't it? And there was a woman walking down the centre of the road with a buggy out of her box completely. Guard went over to her, moved her back up onto the footpath. I was talking to the guard afterward and he said she was a known drug addict. She had just had a baby. I mean, what sort of life is that baby going to have? That baby is destined, sadly, to be dysfunctional if they stay with those parents. But some people will argue that she loves it and she should be allowed to keep the baby. So is a bad birth parent better than a good adopted parent? Let me know what you think. The number is 87 188 that's 087-188-0008. That's the number to WhatsApp. Let me go to Jason first if I can. Jason, hi, how are you? Good evening, Noel. How are you? Good, Jason. Look, no, well, a man is well to used to having children. Yeah. Yes, in relation to your first, uh, what you were talking about first with Russell Brand, I've never watched the bloke. No, we don't really give a monkey about, about his life. But that's the new world, Noel. 
We are living in the new world, and that's it. It's trial by social media. It doesn't matter. Allegation made. Big corporation don't want nothing got to do with you. Nothing got to do with you, just in case it is true. Mm. And that's what they're hedging their bets on, just in case. If it's not, ah, well, we might try and build them back up. But 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 it should but, be a case if it's true. Absolutely. Right? I, understand. I remember many Man, years ago, many years ago, there was an individual I knew in radio, and there was an allegation made against him, right? And the radio station that employed him kept him there, even though the allegation was in the paper. Now, this is before social media came along. And until his day in court, and until the day he was found guilty, he still worked for the radio station. And on the day that he was found guilty of the crime, he was then let go from the radio station. And that's, that's proper. In a proper functioning world, that's how it would be. But after what's gone before, the last couple of years, the way things are, big companies don't want to take a chance whatsoever. Mm. And I'd say there is men in their 70s down to probably their mid-50s shitting themselves in the entertainment business, the movie, the, the music, anything to do with that, where that type of stuff was, I'm not going to say acceptable, but it went on and everybody sort of knew it went on and saying oh, people I, used it to their advantage I, and climbed that climb Well, I talked, here's a, little, and, here's a little one for you. I talked to a PR yeah. expert in the UK yesterday. I was getting him as a guest for the podcast, actually. And we were yapping away, gossiping, as you, as you do. So as Irish people do. And um, he, I said to him that very thing. I said, celebrities all over Britain, in particular at the moment, must be shitting themselves, particularly the older ones. I said, you know, they must be shitting themselves, wondering who's next. And he said, you know who's next, don't you? And I went, no. And he told me. And do we all know who it is? Well, I'm not saying. I'm not no, getting involved. I'm not getting involved in idle gossip. No, but what you know what I mean? Is, is he going to be another household name? Yes. Most because likely. that's the way it was. That's That was the nature of the business back then. And certain people used it as an advantage to climb up the ladder. Certain girls used it. Certain ladies used it to get into the business. I mean, that's the way it was. But times have changed. And I, I'm glad. I'm just glad I am the way I am. <laughs> well, getting yeah. back to the way you are, yeah. with, with eight kids, you're well aware of what it's like, yeah. to, to yeah. like to be a bird parent. But is a child yeah. better off? Let's say, for example, you and your missus start getting strung out on drugs, right? Is the child still better off with you, or should we adopt that child out? See, that's the thing. Strangers. Are you better off with strangers? You know, my feeling on crashes. A crash will never give your child the same love as that you will. You know, your child falls over in a crash. Okay, the crash people are going to go over and look after that child. But if your child falls over at home, he's running to mommy or daddy, and mommy and daddy are giving him a big cuddle. Yeah. Oh, no, I know. That's the difference. That's the difference. Yeah, I mean, maybe take the ch- the child away, help help them, help the family get better. You, you know that way. I mean, it's always better for a family be to be together, Noel. I mean, it really is. I'm sure if you ask, I mean, say you ask a hundred adopted kids, okay, that were adopted out of these dysfunctional families, blah blah blah. Who would you rather be with? I'd like to know what the stats would be on that. You, you know, how many kids would say, "No, I want to go home to mummy and daddy," or how many kids would say? No, I have a better life here. Like, younger kids wouldn't remember anything, so, yeah, they, they'd have no memories. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, well, hang on, right, you're saying they don't remember. And maybe, no, I'm, and maybe they don't. I'm talking about no, 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 I'm no, no and so am I. You were talking about. So I'm talking am about, I. I'm saying, if you, talk, if you take an eight or a nine-year-old out of, a, out of their, 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 away from their parents, right, and put them into foster care, they're going to have a lot of memories. Where if you if you take a newborn or you know a one or two year old from a drug addicted family, they won't have as many as many memories. That's what I'm talking about. Mm. 
No, I, I yeah, no, I get the point you're making. I'm just going to say the damage that has been done because dam- an awful lot of damage can be done to a newborn child if it doesn't get the love or the cuddles oh, the or the hugs. It's the bonded. Yeah. It's the bonded. Yeah. It's the mating. The bonding is the main thing. I mean, I've always said it, and I know it's, it's for another discussion. I believe society's problems are when we convince people we need the two people walking and put our kids in a second warehouse and yeah. let other people walk them. I, I, I'm a strong, a stand believer. Just the way my kids are brought up, and I'm not going to get into it, but just a certain person I know how dark kids were brought up. They were all brought up in, in, in creches. Mine weren't. The empathy is different. Honestly, oh, absolutely. You, 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 yep, I'm telling I you now, you can see, and you, you're not allowed to say that because how dare you tell women they can't go to work? I never said it was all about women going to work. I'm a strong believer in one parent should look after your child and, or your children. If and you can afford it. Yeah, if you can afford it. It's not to do with afford it. Cut your cloth. I, I, I cut my cloth. I decided. I wanted my kids and I wanted us to raise our kids and I decided how we were going to live. You know, um, it can be done. There's people are snobs now. People want the best of houses, the best of cars, the best of everything. They want to outdo their neighbour. But little did you know, all they're living on is credit, and the kids are being brought up by strangers, and now we're having the problems we're having. See what people so, have. Well, what people have forgotten is, is the child really doesn't want the iPad. The child no. really doesn't need the PlayStation. The child, all a child wants is love. Yeah, I was, one of their parents there, when they come home, they want to tell mommy or daddy mm. all about their day, all about I remember the boy that. or the girl yeah. who upset them, all about I fell off my bike, I scored my first goal. And Do you know, you know what, and there. you're right, Jason, because you know what the most upsetting times of my life were? Um, when I say upset... The kids walks and talks. No, 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 no. Well, I missed that too, yeah, because I had to work sometimes, right? But but no, the, the most upsetting times of my life were... When I was a child, I can still remember walking through the gate of Mrs. Curtis's house. She lived two doors down from us, right? That was and, a child, mother. and she was a she was a wonderful woman. So if my mother went to me granny's, she would yeah. say to us in the morning, "When you're coming home today, go to Mrs. Curtis's house." Ah, yeah. She looked after. And I was so sad that I wasn't going in to see my mam because you you remember yeah. that. Yeah. It was routine, Oil. You knew when you went in, Mammy had such and such ready, you done such mm. and such, and then you done such and such. I miss and what do kids need? What do kids need in their lawyers? And I'm, yeah, I, I'm not going to say I'm an expert. I didn't go to college. But I've had eight of them, so I might know a bit yeah. more than people who write books right out of college. Kids need routine. It doesn't matter what it is. Kids thrive on routine. That's what kids need in their lives. They need to know they're getting up at a certain time. They're doing this bump bump. They need to know mammy and daddy are the bosses. Blah, blah, blah. Not some person in the crash they're going to tell everything. To. And their mammy and daddy has them at the weekend. And it's terrible that we've made that as a society. They're I don't know. No, 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 I, I, you're bringing back so many memories, actually. It's actually sad. We're but, sad but, now. So there's, kids, yeah. sorry, no, so there's kids now being brought up by a crash, but with parents who are walking who have no time for them. And there's probably a, 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 a set of parents who have addiction problems but who love and adore their child and who spend every waking minute with that child. So now whose who's children are better off? But here's the thing. The, the story I mentioned there about the, the, the drug addict that came out of the Coombe Hospital was walking down the centre of the road, well, struggling down the road, the centre of the road, and the guard moved her over onto the footpath. And I was talking to the guard, and he said she's a known drug addict. Is that child better off with her? Not really. Couldn't be. Well, why, why not? Will anybody love that child more than its mother? At but the she, moment, okay, the mother's in addiction. It loves, she loves the drug. But I'm sure with the with the proper help and support, have people around. I mean, there's enough do-gooders out there, isn't there? <laughs> there's enough do-gooders out there that love to wrap their arms around anybody with problems. But let's go and help a few of these problems and keep families together. 
Okay, well, well, hang on. Stay there for a second. Let me go to Cliff as well. It is a, a money-making racket as well, you know. Oh, well, I, well, look, the foster care industry in Ireland, don't get me wrong, there's a lot of good foster care parents, but the foster care industry is a money-making racket. There is, there is yeah. but we've a lot of horror stories as well, Niall. Absolutely. Hang on, let me go to Cliff. Cliff, hi, how are you? Yeah, Neil. All right, how are you keeping? Good. Cliff, you know, is a child better with, you know, dysfunctional maybe parents or adoptive parents? Um. Let me just say, just before we start, I just want to say you mentioned the coom there. It's my, my twins. They were five years ago. Uh, tomorrow they were born the 20th of September up in the coom. Oh, right. Before, okay. But, um, okay. Yeah, we're, they're up in the coom. Um, Jack and Luke. And unfortunately, Luke played after six weeks. Oh, it's a wonderful, it's a, well, it's a wonderful maternity hospital. It's a great hospital. We were up there and um, unfortunately, Luke was sick and he died. But oh, we, well, I'm so sorry to hear that, Cliff. Yeah, but we, Jack is still here. He's here tomorrow. It's his birthday. Well, birthday, but, uh, well, I'm sharing my birthday with him the following day. Mine is the 21st. Oh, so. Are you 21st? I, but I, I, yeah. I'm a lot older than he is. I'm 60. A couple of years between you. What did you say, Jason? I said, we know. You tell us every year when your birthday is. Yeah, it, by the way, birthday cards can be sent to Classic Hits, Castle Forbes House, Castle Forbes Road. <laughs> I, did, I did a big push on it one year and I got 362 birthday cards. You did not, did you? I did, yeah. I did a bit, I it was about four years ago. I did a big push on it for two weeks. You got some weird presents in them as well, didn't you? <laughs> no, we didn't. No, honestly, people did send me mugs and sweets and things like that. But no, I didn't. No, I was thinking of our spirit. I'd be thinking, you know, when you throw the liquor. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> women's g-strings and underwear Listen, yeah I got three I think it was 362 or 364 cards I got that year because we kind of did a big push on it for the crack you know what's that gentleman's name Cliff Cliff how are you doing Jason um, listen, I've not, I've had kids in all the hospitals. I'm sorry to hear about yeah. your loss, and happy birthday to your son, and I'm hoping you're doing all right. okay. Thank you. And happy Thank birthday, you. by the way, to your son who passed away as well. Yeah, it's tough, it's tough, because yeah, yeah. it's bitters, very bittersweet, you know. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But look, Cliff, uh, getting, getting back to which is better, bad parents or adoptive parents? Uh, like you said, Darren, you mentioned the coom about bad parents, and my missus was fucking trying her best to make sure our boys were right, and then we'd be outside... And there'll be young women about to push the babies out, chugging cigarettes outside the door of the comb. And yeah. Saying, and whatever else they're on. And they're saying, like, do they really give a shit about the child that's inside them? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Do they do they really care as much as other women would care about that child inside them? They're not showing like they are, you know? So, as you said, the woman's strung out on drugs. I know she's an addiction, but she shouldn't have got pregnant in life. She should have stayed away from getting pregnant if she's an addiction. If she, you know, yeah, the child into that. And and like, do you believe if somebody has an addiction, the child should be given to them at all, or maybe like America taken off them with their six months clean? Well, well, yeah. Well, it, that woman's not going to be able to care for that child properly. Like, you know, she's 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 in the throes of addiction where she's basically trying to manage that and. If she can get off the drugs, but um, the child is not going to be the priority, you know. But there is see, there is an argument, and Jason makes the argument that if she got support, the child would be a good reason for her to get off the drugs, you know. Whereas if she didn't have the yeah. child, she may give in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's true. And I've uh, I've been around people who have been in who been in addiction, got out of it, and mm. great parents, and like, kids do change people. Yeah, it can kids yeah, do was, change people. You know, like. I have my own kids and do anything for them. But um, it's not everybody has that love or paternal or maternal instinct that everyone else has, you know? Some people don't love their kids as much as 
as it is, I don't. Yeah, think. yeah, you are right. There are some people who see their kids as an inconvenience. Yeah. Oh, our cash cow. Yeah, our cash. And don't get me wrong, I think it's, it's fucking driving mad. So I'm just saying, Christ. Absolutely. <laughs> I wish they were somewhere else home, right now. You know? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Mine just came, one of mine just came down the stairs and I was like, what's the bed? I'm saying, I have no excuse. Go away from the bed. He's gone away off. I said, Neil is going to ring me on the phone. I need to answer yeah. the phone. But um, yeah, but look, there's, there's a case for people that just can't give the child a good life. Someone else can give them a better life. Someone that's maybe they can't have children, you know, and they could really give love to that child. And the child, it doesn't mean that the parents can't, like you said, have a relationship with the child later on down the line if they can get themselves sorted out. Mm. No? But then, yeah, you're not messing with the child's head then. I mean, if you're fostering that uh, child out for a better life, you're not a better off then just saying, right, that is the child's new life everything beforehand does not because if not you're bringing that back into the child's life and if that child has a great life and next while you're saying right well these are your real parents yeah. you, neither i don't know how, how you felt you you haven't you, about being adopted so what did it feel like you the very first day you found out like you know did it change anything no well i was only 13 i didn't kind of really understand it when my dad said he was yeah. pissed he was pissed when he said it to me by the way but you I, know, I, I, I knew, yeah, that yeah, was that's 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 that'd be my fear so if, if you're going to do it you do a clean break you say yeah it doesn't matter okay you had your chance but then do we say nobody gets a second chance mm. you know so who do we prioritize then the child's future or the the parent's past mm. I, I know you mentioned earlier on, you know, it's like, you know, parents dropping kids into a crash. The foster parent doesn't care as much as the parent does. And in a lot of cases, you might be right, Jason. Uh, no, but, I, but don't but get I think me wrong. I know there is. I know you had a great life and I've heard that. And I didn't mean that. And I'm hoping I didn't no, no, no. upset you. No, not that. at all. But yeah, I know there is parents out there and they've never told their child to adopt and love them till the day they die. And that is brilliant. But when they do find out, I wonder how, how would that change like do you look at that the, the person you thought was your parent and then think oh yeah so here's the thing i life? i met my real mother you know going back many years ago i've met her a few times she passed away there about four years ago but i met her a few times and the, the first time i met her i remember this whole kind of thing of the build-up to it and now oh, this is really exciting and this is weird and this is odd and you know and it was nothing the emotions the emotions yeah but, no, but it was an anti-climax jason because, was it? yeah, absolutely an anticlimax, right? She was a nice woman. I was chatting to her, but I didn't feel like giving her a hug or calling her ma'am. Do you know what I mean? Right, because you had a great life with your ma'am, didn't you? Yeah, I did. So, but right. I, so but I didn't. imagine you didn't. Okay, but just, just imagine you didn't. Or there was a period in that time where you didn't. And then you met your biological ma'am. You, you know, like, what, that's what I'm just thinking. Is a clean break for the child the best thing? Or... Let the, the child have the, you know, have this life and then say, okay, by the way, these are your real parents and this is the life you should have had. I'd be afraid then that you'd, you'd mess them up even more than if you left them with our uh, biological parent, got the biological parent, all the support and wraparound we can do, anything we can do now. I mean, we're great at it now in this country, I'm second looking after people. So would, the, would you not be better that way? I, well, okay, well, I mean, Cliff, do you understand the point, Jay? Well, hang on, do you understand the point Jason is making there? Oh, sorry, I was... I mean, I mean, realistically, you, you can't replace, generally speaking, you can't replace the love that a biological parent will give if you support the biological parent if they have problems, obviously. Well, uh, no. The biological parent, as I said, is, they have that bond from the child is their blood, flesh and blood, and a stranger, 
exchanger mightn't be their flesh and blood, but you know yourself, Neil, that they you love them like mm. and they love you as if you're flesh and blood. Just, just you know. Yeah. Many kids are still by their parents who have beat them. Yeah, I have, yeah. You know, like the the bond of a parent and a child and a family bond is is, is strong. It has to be. I mean, look what families do for each other. Look what some families do to each other. But look what some families do for each other. You know, I mean, that's the bond that you're you're trying to break. And we've always said blood is thicker than water. That's something we've always put out there. Well, well, hang on. Stay there for a second. Let me just go to Alan as well. I have to go to K2. Alan, hi. How are you? Hello, how are you? Oh, hang on, Kate, just two seconds. No, you're okay, Kate. Hang on, just for two (laughs) seconds. Let me just squeeze Alan in before you there because he's been waiting a bit longer. Sorry, Alan, go ahead. Uh, I think the the two lads make great points, right? There's there's always different scenarios, right? But ideally, like, we need to put the child first, right? The parents are strung out on drugs. There there needs to be intervention, right? But the problem is we've nowhere to put people out in this country. We don't offer those types of services. So then the child suffers because, as you said, that, that strung out one with the child the other day. We, we, as a state, put that child in danger and that we don't have the services there to support that mother or that child. It's what we do. Mm. So again, we're failing kids again, which is a consistent issue in this country. But that's we, people need to take personal responsibility to get involved in drugs in the first place. Yes, I know some people are born into it. Some people just fall into it. But there has to be some person, personal responsibility. I know people who, who, who have been adopted who've gone on to have great, great lives and, and have no bad feelings against their parents who had their issues. So there is some very good foster parents, there's some bad foster parents, there's some good, good parents and some very, very bad parents. But I think we need those services there. So if someone is strung out in hospital having a child, they should be put in to, to a hospital or a different type of hospital where they could be... Straight at the rehab. Off Straight at the rehab. Yeah. When sa- sadly, most children of addicts, heroin addicts in particular, are born addicted to drugs. Yeah. But the problem is we don't have those services here because everything's been sorry, given away. Everything sorry, sorry, Niall. If you've spent any time in the neonatal, which I have, you will see the effects of that. Oh, yeah. It is disturbing. Oh, no, I've, I've talked to, I talked to a midwife once who told me on the air that she has witnessed babies being born and going into cold turkey. I spent six weeks yeah. in neonatal with my son and I witnessed a child in there that came through it and it is the most disturbing thing. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. The child goes into cold turkey because they've been denied the drugs once, once they're born. Um, but, Alan, in America, for example, if you're strung out and you have a baby, the baby's taken off you until you prove you're six months clean. And if you can't get clean in six months, that baby's adopted. Then maybe that's what we have to do then, to go down that strict route. But in this country, we don't want, uh, we don't want people to have personal responsibility. Mm-hmm. We don't want to Sorry, implement the law or anything like that. Yeah, that's the problem. Does the biological parent then have any right to come no. back and look for no, a the way, the way they're looking at it is you after lo- the six months. I know if you're still strung out after the six months, the state takes takes uh, a war, the child becomes a ward of the state. I th- as far in some states, every state is different in the way they deal with it. No, but generally yeah. speaking, that's the way it's done. Because I mean, I you know I don't know about leaving a child in the care of somebody who's off their box, and you know they don't even know how to change a nappy because they're so strung out. But that's what I mean. If if there was, if, I mean, did they, they, they give kids to second parcels in prison? Or you, if you know what I mean? Oh, like no, I know, you, I know. You have to bring that child up. So I mean, every child. That's another thing as well. Yeah, right. raising babies but, in jail. You know what I mean? That's mad. Like everybody, and that's what that legislation says today. Everybody has the right to know their biological parents, and it's not up then to the child who the child wants to live with them. Well, to be fair, Alan, stay with me just for a second because I want to bring Kate in just in relation to that conversation about the drugs and the drugs part of it. Sorry, Kate. Hi, how are you? Hello, how are you? 
Good. You've been listening to Alan there, you know, and obviously he has great concerns about children who are brought up or born into a situation where, you know, the mother or father are on drugs. Yes, yeah, no, I am. I was just listening to you there. So basically, um, I was uh, just basically, uh, it's not to do with really adoption in a sense. It's more of a yeah. fostering something I experienced. I, it's, it's it's true, someone we know from home, and I'm not going to disclose where I'm from because I Obviously. just don't want to, I don't yeah. really want to put it through. Yeah. Put it through. Like, so basically, this is kind of what happened. Um, and I'll just explain what happened to it, and you can make your own assumptions through it or whatnot. And it was the end result. So basically, what happened was, um, I. Well, I was very young at the time. This is back in the late 90s now at the time. So there was a family out in the countryside and they took on three kids that were all... There was two boys and a girl, so they were brothers brothers and sisters, right? Yeah. So they were all siblings and they were sent out for foster care from another family that couldn't take care of them because they had a drug addiction and a drug issue. So what happened was the kids were taken off them and put into foster care to this family out in the country. And what happened was, was that they were there for about... And um, end result is that they were all taken away from the foster family over an assumption or an accusation that took place, which never happened at all. And it was admitted after that. But the fam- they were taken off the foster family and brought back to the original family. And two of them are now in prison and one is is, ba- is on drugs. This is 20, 25 years later, like, you know. So right. end result was that... The, ch- the children would have been better off with the foster parents. Yeah. Pretty much, in my that's just my opinion from what like I've been hearing about you guys talking away tonight. That's just my opinion because of the fact that you had a chance to turn things around and it was absolutely fine. But obviously, someone saying something that something occurred in the family and they were taken away and they had no chance to go back to where they were. So obviously, there's more avenues opened if there was a chance that they were staying with their adoptive parents in a sense, you know. Um, but it's just that's just my opinion on it. Like you know, um, I could yeah. be totally off now. But no, 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 I, no, I get it. And I, and I, I don't know, Alan, if you would agree that I think that children who are raised like that, like the girl I spoke about, who walked down the road with a baby who was strung out of her head, the child is destined to end up in jail with no education. Yeah, that's, that's one. That's one of the roots, are dead in the side of the street, or, or prostitution, or wherever it may be. That that's where they are heading. But again, because no one's prepared to step in, that's the problem. Mm-hmm. And, and we do need to, like, you need to put that child first. That child could have 50, 60, 70 years ahead of them, right? A partner, a parent that might be strung out on drugs and might only last another 10 or 15 years or whatever it may be, right? So yeah. you're going to risk that child's future and their life and future because you don't want to intervene because, oh, no, we can't. We can't intervene because the child must stay with the biological parents. At some point, you need to put the child first. And look, things are going to happen. People are going to have sex. People are going to get strung out and whatever else. It's going to happen. Like if people are on methadone or everything, why not offer them birth control with and get this? Why not do simple stuff like that? But we won't do that because, again, their their body, their right, their choice. Whatever, and, and that's, that's I mean, the, we have we did have a charity on from New York once on the air, and people went crazy about it. We got complaints to the Broadcasting Authority and everything, which, by the way, we we stood by, and thankfully the complaints weren't upheld. But it was a charity organisation that went around the streets looking at for homeless women who were on drugs, and what they would do is they would offer them money to sterilise them and offer them money to use what they call permanent um, contraception. Um, because she, she, there was, she described one particular woman that was on the streets, and she said she's had 18 abortions. And, yeah, and she had five kids, which were all out to adoption or for foster care, but 18 abortions. And it, it's because a lot of these women who would be vulnerable on the streets and be on drugs would offer themselves up for prostitution for money. 
And unfortunately, yeah, they yeah. don't know the first thing about contraception, but that doesn't come into their head really when they're on the street, probably. And they get pregnant on a regular basis. So I, um, I don't I, agree with the full time sterilization. I think if you were offered birth control, or whatever, maybe uh, over whatever if that injection, whatever long that lasts for. Right? But they were, they were, the thing was, they were paying them. Them. they were paying them. They were paying them to take, you know, the, the, the coil, or paying them to take the the bar, or paying them for, to, if they wanted to be sterilized. And people didn't agree with that. And they, this is the charity, they thought it was a good idea because it reduced the amount of unwanted children and it reduced the amount of children ending up in care. Yeah, but if you're, if you're paying them, it means you're, you're giving them more money for drugs. So, well, isn't that the argument? Yeah, but still, yeah. It, you are doing society a favour and doing future children yeah. a favour. You know? no, no, you are. But that's, well, why can't we just offer them? I know what that injection that women get. I know men. Uh, look, this is not just about women taking injections as well, right? Men should do it as well. That is the case. And on the streets. That should happen as well. Well, yeah, so, but I, I understand. But men don't have babies. That's the difference, isn't it? No, I know that. But yeah. they, are the, they, are, they are the part of it, regardless of what people tell you nowadays. It does take two people to tango. Yeah, well, it does. Kate, do you believe that foster parents, generally speaking, you know, will show the same love to the child as somebody, okay, who may be an addict, but they may actually love the child. Do you, and, you know, and the problem is we don't have support systems for them. No, I think they would be more supportive than, I suppose, the biological parents because it depends on the circumstances, obviously, because, you know, they're probably at a different standard to what the previous parents were to that child. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, it, it does depend on the circumstances because the likes of a family now, if there was two parents there, they had a child and they were struggling with drug addiction and they had a baby and they couldn't manage and they had to give up the child for foster or adoption or whatever. You have then parents who are willing to, to take on a child with the, I suppose, financial responsibility to take on a child as well as having certain morals to mind the child at that stage in their lives compared to the other family that might be struggling. Now, like there's likes of families there now, and I'm not trying to tarnish anyone, but there's likes of parents there who are obviously struggling with that and are going to try their best to to come back from dealing with taking drugs and trying to get away from the likes of that and trying to do what's best for their child. That they'll probably eventually get back if they work work their way up to get to get to a certain stage in their health and their life, you know, to to improve. But there's parents, there's parents there, and there now I also know in the area I'm I'm living in currently. There's a family there, and she's she's um, she has two children, and she's she's selling drugs, and basically she's the children are two or three years of age, and the children shouldn't be with her. They just should not I, be. With and her. I feel when I see kids, when I'm you know walking around the street, and I see some couple strung out of their head, and I see a baby in a buggy with a bottle in its mouth or whatever, or I see some yoke and she has a child, I feel so sorry for the child because the child is never going to yeah. have a chance in life. You yeah. know what I mean? What, what look look at what they're looking up to. Look at what they're look at the morals they're looking up to as a as a baby as a child growing up thinking oh geez this is okay I I can do this when I'm older because my mommy did it or my daddy did it, you know. So it's just um, it's very sad when you see it from the outside looking in as well. Seeing as you probably see when you're driving along the road or you're walking along the road and you see that taking place in the middle of a dealing and you see a child holding on to their mother. And them doing that, like it's just it's it's barbaric, it's disgusting. Like, yeah. what chance have they got? Like, but at the same time, we're not. I'm not going to try and say, oh Jesus, shun the child away from the mother. That's a disgrace. You're a disgrace. Might it, it does depend on different circumstances for each mother and father, you know. So that's I seen, the I seen a girl there the other day, oh, about two or three weeks ago, and she had a buggy, and there was a child. I'd say the child was about two, 
and the child had a book in its hand, which I was surprised to see was when I tell you the rest of the story because any child with a book in his hand is obviously a good a, a good thing rather than a phone. But anyway, the child was about two, and she started screaming at the child. The child does something wrong. I don't know, threw something out of the, the buggy or something. She slapped the child across the top of the head, start roaring and shouting, calling them a little bollocks and all sorts of names and names the child probably didn't even understand. But I said, what chance has that child got, you know, of ever growing up functional? Because they, we learn, you know, children are like sponges. You know, I mean, monkey see, yeah, monkey do. You know, like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So they do yeah. exactly the same yeah. as they get older. They'll figure when they get older the way to deal with things. You slap somebody across the head, and that's how you deal with it. You know, I mean, and I mean, she gave him a good wallop across the top of the head. You know, and yeah, and the shouting and the roar, and then yeah, like if the they're doing that, pod, pod but here's the thing: no shame, you know, Kate. No shame. There was a lot of people around. No. Absolutely no shame. You know what I mean? I mean yeah. Like, no, 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 no one said anything. No. No, so that's, that's the problem. You, you wouldn't, I suppose, in a sense, you wouldn't even approach it. Like, you wouldn't even just turn around and say, like, what are you doing to the child? Because they'll be throwing abuse at you. Then what are you saying about my child? Like, you know, what, keep away from me. Like, you know, then they'll try and get into a fight with you. Like, you know, that's the problem. The more times, the more times we continue to ignore all this type of stuff, the more the things happen. And that's the problem. Like, the more we ignore it, the more it happens. And but would you, I mean, Alan, if you were in a time. supermarket and a mother was... Wall- wallopings our kids because he wanted something and crying. Would you say something? Yes, unfortunately, I I often have done my if I if I seen something yeah. going on. I I yeah I just my wife hates it when I do, but sometimes I just have to. Now I'll give the dirty yeah. look, all right, but I'll generally walk yeah. away. I don't want to get involved in other people's lives. I just don't. Unless now, don't get me wrong. If I felt she was physically harming the child, you know what I mean? Like I don't know. If the child was at some sort of risk, yeah. I probably would, of course. It, it, it depends. I, look, I seen this guy, he was coming to this girl one night. He said, my friend, he, he kept asking her, and she said no about four times. And I just said, and I just turned at one point, I said, listen, numb nuts. She said no five fucking times. Now, piss off. And my wife is just hiding her hands going, Jesus Christ, you ever stop? I'm going, no, because she said no, just piss off. Like. <sighs> and Yeah, sometimes I, I, I yeah. I, I, think, I think, you know, here's the ironic thing, I'm going to be talking about that later on. I would be quicker to do it with adults than I would. If I saw some guy hitting a girl, I would definitely intervene. Now, I'd probably be the worst for it and I'd get a box myself. Um, as a mate of mine did many, many years ago, I'll talk about the story later on, but he intervened. He was with his girlfriend one night walking through Temple Bar and they saw this couple arguing and the guy was slapping the girl across the face. They were in their 20s. And he went, the girlfriend said, but you want to do something about it? Like, So he went over, stood in the middle and said, listen, give it up, pal, give it up, pal. And pushed your man away from her. And with that, in, within seconds, your woman took off her high heels, the girlfriend, and hit him across the back of the neck with the high heel. The high heel sunk into the back of his yeah, neck. Yeah, they bought they bought team up and joined oh, yeah. like that. Uh, he ended up get, enough, like. Oh, he ended up getting four and a half stitches. He was like a serious assault. Like he had four and a half stitches. Yeah, so no. If I had seen two people like that, I I definitely would, I, I'd bring the guards in that. So that's that's what I would do. Mm. But by the time the guards comes, it was a genuine case. The, the poor girl could have had her, the head box star for you. You know what I mean? Right. Hi, Mary. How are you? Hi, Niall. Nice to talk to you. Mary, uh, it's an interesting conversation and, you know, is it kind of, is blood thicker than water, et cetera, et cetera, nature, not nurture, all those kind of cliches, but is a child better off with his biological parents, even if they're slightly dysfunctional? Well, like yourself, I was adopted. Mm-hmm. So um, my view on it is every child is totally entitled to know who their parents are, but not all parents are capable of bringing up their child. No, this is true. Um, yeah. So, like, in, in my case, my mother was um, in a, in one of those homes, and like, 
she actually turned to alcohol because I was actually placed for adoption without her consent. So, like, I could have been in that situation, but I wasn't. Now, I was lucky like that. I met my actual, my parents married. So I met them and I had eight great years with my dad. Now, my mom is still alive, but sadly, we don't get on at all. Um, she had like some serious issues and okay. I, I suppose Molly coddled over the years and, and I can guess where all this is coming from. Like my view is like, no, no child is, is, should be subjected to any of that. I'm in childcare now. I was a hairdresser and I look at it from the child's point of view now and yes, nature and nurture and all that. It doesn't apply all the time. Because you see every day, you see people with their their children with their in their shops and whatever, as you say, mm. and like it's it's sad, really. Yeah. But like every child deserves the right to life and a good life. Oh, I you see. Know, I see. Gra- I see great parents, but I also see some very bad parents. Oh yeah, know? absolutely. Yeah. And like you, you don't have to look too far for any of that. Yeah. And it, it's like you know. Every child is entitled to a good upbringing. You know, um, let that be with their adoptive parents, their foster parents, or their own parents. Go, going back to the story I mentioned earlier on there about, say, you know, a drug addict or a heroin addict, should the baby take, be taken off them until such time as they prove they're clean? 100%. What, what life are they going to have? You know, and how, how I mean, long do you leave it then before, okay, you foster care the child for a few months and see does the mother get clean? If they don't get clean, how long do you leave it before you put the baby out permanently for adoption? But there's loads of protocols now in place for all that kind of stuff. Like, you know, there's, there's what they call access. So they, w- they would have access after, say, a certain period of time. I think it's six months. I'm not 100% sure on that. Mm. But they would have access, but it would be supervised access. And it would like, it's like, it's like a building foundation. Do you know, like, do you know, say if you were to go into somebody else's home to live there, you have to build up a relationship. Like it, these things can't be turned on and off. Yeah, but Ireland overnight. is one of the few countries where you can walk out of a maternity hospital off your head with your baby in your arms. You know what I mean? Unfortunately, yeah. Unfortunately, no, I don't. Think, I don't think that's a good so thing, wrong. by the way. Yeah, well, it is wrong. You're right. Oh yeah. It's so wrong. And unless so you come wrong. to the attention of social services, the baby's not going to get taken off you. Yeah. You know? Unfortunately. And it's like, it's like in all the childcare professions, like the money is so bad. No one wants to go into these careers. No mm. one. Mm. And like, you see, like I have friends who are, say, working in these care homes. And like, there was one guy in particular that I'd be very friendly with who has kids from the age of four up to the age of 12 and like it's just unreal you know what what's to be seen yeah but like these things aren't spoken about enough and people aren't made aware enough and plus the people that are working in those jobs are not getting paid now yeah I, I, you know, I, I, I do applaud many of the foster parents that are out there, by the way. But, but the other thing, the foster industry um, is widely abused as well by people who are, you know, 100%. making money out of it. You know what I mean? And it, yeah, is, and it does pay lot. well. You know, I would rather yeah, see a child. I would rather see a child being adopted to some good parents. And there are many good parents in this country looking for children um, because there's very few domestic adoptions. Uh, going to a good home for the rest of its life than be passed, you know, around like past the parcel 
from one foster parent to another for a period of two years while man die gets clean. I would rather see the child just go to a permanent good home. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like I have siblings who are also adopted and like I, I out of the three of us was the only one that found my birth parents. Like it wasn't um it wasn't a facility that was mm. a- available to them. And I suppose it it was I suppose I'd be very, very open. I've been on to you I've been talking to you before about this and it's like, you know, it's not there for everyone. Every child, in my view, has a right to know their parents. But if they're going to be at a loss or in danger, then that's not something that they should get until they're old enough to be able to make up their own mind. And mm-hmm. that's another niche because, like, what's old enough, you know? Like, I, you know, it's 18 now or 16. You can start your process at 16 and you can find out your details at 18 or whatever. But I still think that's way too young. Like, I'm in my 50s and I'm just only after getting my details. Um, and, like, there was an awful lot of stuff in it. You know, and it's like, you have to think on the wider, like, you know, the bigger picture, as the man says. Like, um, it's like, you know, given that amount of details to an 18-year-old, because they're not going to be, they don't know what they want to do in college, never mind deal with all this, because it's too much. Okay, well, do me a favor. Well, hang on a second, because I'm going to go to a break shortly. I want to go to Dave, and I'm trying to get to Karen as well. But anyway, Dave, hi, how are you? What's the crack? Um, Dave, I mean, I've been listening to Mary there. She makes it, she's a rocket sense, God bless her. Um, but uh, do you believe that a child why, is... Be- why, why do we not have people like that in positions of, like, power? Like, I don't know. Maybe maybe we, maybe we maybe they were like Mary and then they just change when they get a bit of power and they turn nutty. I, I don't know. Maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's not enough nepotism, maybe. Yeah, yeah. So Mary just doesn't know anybody in the political industry, so she can't get in the political circle, so she can't get in there. Uh, Dave, when it comes to child care, the right thing for a child, the question I'll ask again is it better for them to be in a dysfunctional family or an adoptive parents home I mean which is better well I mean I mean look whatever is better for the child like I mean whatever gives the child like the best chance of being a happy functioning member of society really I mean their their you know their upbringing their education love like that's that's paramount regardless of where it comes from your biological parents or maybe from an adopted home I mean I know plenty of people who are like step parents and they are a million times better than the person that they've basically taken up the role from. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I know, I know that we've got with women, and you know, like the deadbeat dads haven't been around since the kids were babies, and like these these guys look at these kids as their children. Like they don't really make the distinction between, well, okay, you know, some, somebody else helped to father them. Like in their eyes, that's their child, and in the child's eyes, that's my dad. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Yeah. I mean, yeah, biology, yeah, is a lot of it. I look, I mean, in regards to people with like addiction issues, personally, I would like to see, you know, at least give them a chance, you know, let them, if there was more social care there for them, if there were more, you know, help in, like, to, to help a person get clean. I mean, not even just for the child, but I mean, if you give someone a reason to get clean and stay clean, that's one less drug addict on the street. You know, I mean, so for, there's a societal benefit to it as well, you know? Um, but no, in regards to it, it, it all comes down to the child. If the child is better looked after with adopted parents, then, uh, you know, it, it's a bit of a no-brainer to me, really. You know, I mean, especially like if, if a child's in a, a, a place where they're being abused, like, you know, physically, like being slapped around, 
why is that child better off in that house if you know daddy gets anger management issues as opposed to being in the house? Is there, is there anything at all in what? Okay, is there anything at all in what Jason was saying at the start of the show that? Okay, even if mom might, you know, do heroin or do coke or whatever, or dad happens to be an alcoholic, that if the child is getting love, they're never going to get that same love, he believes, uh, from a foster parent. I, I, no, I, I don't get me wrong. I, I, well, you're I, right, Mary, define love, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> I respect Jay, and, like, he makes some good points, but no, I'd have to disagree with him there. I'm sorry, but a child is better off not in a home with heroin addicts or alcoholics as opposed to a stable home where they go to bed at the same time every night, they get their food at the same time every day. Their nappy has changed five times a day when they're a baby, yeah. Their nappy. Yeah, I mean, the idea that we allow drug addicts to look after newborn babies, it's just, it boggles the mind. I mean, how how is that allowed? I know, I know. I I mentioned the start there, there was a documentary in RT a couple of years, it was a few years ago now, and there was these two, and they were off their heads. And they were delighted because there was the cop, the carpo, were giving them a house, and they were just at the having a baby. And I'm going, look at the two of them. They can't even hold the baby properly. They don't know what they're doing. They and and they they then had an argument in the house with the baby there over who had the most amount of methadone, because the two of them were saying they were clean. They're not clean. You're on methadone. But like anybody who even has a baby or a toddler in the house, and you're you're not on drugs. You know what I mean? And you're. Like it's it's hard. It's it's you know just the sleepless nights. There's a wanting to tear your hair out. You know how in the name of Christ do we allow people like that to look after the most vulnerable members of society? But the state were supporting this. This particular program was all about isn't this great? We've got them off the heroin. They're on the methadone now, and they're looking after a baby. You know. Yeah, you could be on methadone for. Yeah, cool. Well, methadone is just a cheaper. It's just a cheaper drug. That's all for the state to provide. Sorry, Mary. Go ahead. All that. All The big shiny light at the back of that is, I'm still getting drugs. Yeah. You know, I I mean, old old age Irish is is what I keep saying when it comes to something like this. There was such a stigma attached to all this kind of stuff, and like, oh my god. People just don't want to get the help because they're getting all this other stuff as well. And plus they're getting money and I don't know, it's just, it's frightening. Yeah, but babies are worth a few quid, you know what I mean? They are, you know what I mean? You can get money when you have a baby. Don't get me wrong, it costs money to raise a baby as well. Yeah. Because it's feeding their addiction because, (laughs) oh, well, I'm going to get the children to get this, go to get that. Like, and it shouldn't be like that. I don't think that if they don't accept these programs then they shouldn't get any of that and they still shouldn't even while if while they're in their program they shouldn't get any of that because it's it's for the child it's not for the parents but parents don't look at it like that what are you saying dave can you myself so dave you have a baby Dave, yeah, I do understand. Yeah, you saying the great money makers. Yeah, I, well, I no, find, no. You know, if you're a bad parent, I find it goes the opposite direction. Uh, look, if you're a bad parent, right, they're a good money maker because you don't look after them too well. But if you're a good parent, they're not. They cost you money. I mean, look, you get children's allowance. They also put you on a priority when it comes to housing. So th- there is benefits to having children. Now, I. I don't necessarily believe the myth that people are, or young women in particular who are single are going out having babies just to get a house or just to get up the ladder. No, no, that's, listen, that's... Like I th- there probably is some. There probably are some who yeah, use there it. There are, yeah, but they're probably the exceptions to the rule. Yeah, 
rather than gnome. Listen, lads, ladies, thank you very much indeed, Mary and Dave. You're both a rock of sense, actually. A lot of sensible people on the air tonight. What's going on? Anyway, uh, we've got to take a quick break. After the break, by the way, we'll talk to Kate, who wanted to talk to us just before the break there, but I didn't have time. I'll take one or two more on that. But I also want to talk about holidaying without the kids. Because there's a guy who uh, doesn't want to go on holidays with his missus and the kids because the kids are a nightmare. And every holiday is ruined by the moaning, lack of appreciation, waste of money. He feels like he needs a holiday when he comes home. My mate, that's called being a parent. That's what being a parent is all about. Take the good or the bad. But he says, no, look, ah, I don't want to go. Or I tell you what, why don't we go away without the kids? How about that? But she insists she's not going away without the children, even though she ends up crying because the kids cause so many problems sometimes. But she insists she is not going away without the children. She won't even go away for a weekend without the kids. That's how bad it is. And he's tearing his hair out saying, please, just let's have some off time. I need a holiday every time I come back with these little shits. <laughs> real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Oh, 